Rusty Quill presents. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. No bird 
bird has ever worried about whether their voice is good enough. Sing loud and for yourself, and you will always sound beautiful. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. to the enlightenment segment. Before anything else, I must give my sincerest apologies for my behaviour at the end of last week's episode. I am so sorry. I don't know what came over me. You don't need to deal with my problems, faithful listeners. The harder I try to think, the more I try to work it out, the more slippery the thoughts become. And if I spend too long wondering about the broken cups and the blown lights, the more I feel like like it never happened at all. I don't know what to do, faithful listeners. Who do I turn to? Where do I go? I don't know anyone. It's always just been Em, Anna, Kitty and me. And the loyal assistants. And now Em is gone. The loyal assistants, God know where they went after what happened to Madame Marie. Anna won't speak to me. Still. Kitty is... I don't even know anymore. And I'm scared she's in danger, but I don't know how to help. I wouldn't be able to, even if I did know, but I... And without Em, without Anna, without Kitty, what does that leave me with? The bog witch right here, Adelphus? And you, of course, faithful listeners, I don't know what I'd do without you. You've all been absolute darlings on the forums. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Understandably, some of you were concerned, and I just want to reassure you that, as always, despite everything, I am perfectly fine, faithful listeners. I- I'm working on it. The nosebleeds are a stress thing, I think. I, I don't know. I'm sorry you had to hear me get into that state. I'm all right, though, faithful listeners. I promise you that. Oh, well, I promise that I will be just fine in time. I just need a bit of space. <sighs> I've not heard from Holly since last week, nor Emily. I haven't heard from Kitty either. I'm scared for her. I I don't know what to do. I feel like Anna would know, but she's not here. And as I say, I can't get hold of her. I just... If you're listening, Anna, though gods know why you would be, please try to get hold of Kitty. Make sure she's okay and, I don't know, whatever it is you can do, your thing where you always seem to know who is lying and who is telling the truth... Please. Kitty is safe, right? That's the truth, isn't it? Tell me! Sorry, sorry. You don't need that, faithful listeners. I need to keep my family drama off the radio show. I'm sorry. Anyway, there have been some fantastic things on the forums this week that I thought it would be worth bringing to your attention. Most of it's really positive, but I would like to remind the user with the alias CovenBabe666 that the purpose of the forums is not to organise group seances. However much you continue to suggest otherwise, this is absolutely not the purpose of Spirit Box Radio, and I will ban you from the forums if you continue to press this issue. Just as soon as I figure out how to ban people. Moving on then, a few more people have posted in the thread regarding the man with the flat cap. 
Jeremy in Spain says he met a man in the 80s who went by the name of Donny Pitt, who clued him into the same method of finding a man in the flat cap as mentioned by Mr Prakash from Mumbai, and in several other corroborating stories. If you seek him but do not search, then you'll find him. A couple of people then got into discussion with Jeremy about the various ways in which this might be interpreted. The most notable response is from Carl, who pointed out that this seems to be a case of surrendering agency. This rang a bell for me and several other people, because there is this implication, of course, with arcane energy, that the way that it's channeled is through intent. So if your intent is simply desire, the complete surrender of any momentum, then you might become something like a sort of arcane beacon, calling out to powerful arcanists, which could be how the man in the flat cap finds his... victims? Customers? Thanks for your combined efforts, Carl and Jeremy, and everyone else in that particular thread. It was really useful. Now, faithful listeners, I have some exciting news to share with you. Though, first, I do have to deal with a little bit more unpleasantness. Well, not unpleasantness exactly. Not straightforwardly. I was sitting in the studio and I heard this sound, almost like running water. I got up and went to check the tap in the bathroom, but it was working fine and none of the pipes had burst or anything. What with all the electrical problems I've been having in the house, I wonder if maybe whatever is going on has spread to the pipes, but... Anyway, I came back into the main studio and that's when I spotted it. A sliver of white between the floorboards. It pushed up like a plant growing in time-lapse and unfurled. A letter. I stepped forward to pick it up, but in the corner of my vision there was another and another. Everywhere I turned, they forced through the gaps in the floorboards, out from behind the shelves, from under books and boxes in the big studio desk. I tried to run for the stairs, but they were coming too thick and fast like like a papery current, and I slipped and fell and whacked my chin on the bottom step. As I fell, I screamed for them to stop, and they... They did. It went silent. The letters, worming their way from the walls, dropped immediately to the ground without so much as another twitch. I lay on the floor for a moment. It was quite disturbing, as you can probably imagine, and I'm slightly embarrassed to admit that it took me a while to calm down enough to get up and do anything. I wondered at first if I should touch the letters at all. Then I realised... I was lying on them, so if touching them was a bad thing, I pretty much screwed it already, so I thought it best to at least find out if there was anything on any of them that might explain what was going on. So I grabbed one. It was a piece of lined paper, the kind from a reporter's notebook, with a ring binding at the top, torn raggedly with no regard for the perforations under the holes punched for binding the spiral through. It had been folded over once, and in a messy, spidery scrawl I didn't recognise, I saw... Whoever it was had written to the illustrious Madame Murray. I scrunched up that first letter and threw it before I even unfolded it. I couldn't bear to see what it said. I grabbed another. It was the same as the first, exactly the same, torn the same way, the same tendril of torn paper, the same disregard for tidiness, the same spidery rendering of M's full title on the page, staring up at me. I grabbed another letter, and another, and another, and another, and they were all the same. Not just repetitions, 
put the same piece of paper hundreds, thousands of times everywhere, dozens and dozens thick on the ground. Well, I... I didn't know what to do, faithful listeners, so I just sat there and I held onto a few of them and I closed my eyes and pled with whatever higher powers might have been listening that it would just all disappear and the studio would be neat and tidy again as I just that evening finished sorting through everything in Madame Marie's drawers. But when I opened my eyes, it was still there. Thousands and thousands of exact copies of this scrawled note to M that I wanted nothing less than to read, but the longer I sat there, the more it seemed clear that if I didn't read it, they wouldn't go away. So I took a deep breath and I opened one. This is what it said. Not that it matters, Marie but we found you. It's only a matter of time. Are you running from him or for us? Not for nothing, Marie, but I would like to go on living. Not for nothing, Marie, but I like the way things are. I don't know you. I wouldn't claim to know you. But I know what you are. You've been chosen, haven't you? We all know it now. It's too late to deny it, Marie. It's far too late for that. He'll sweep in like a whisper in the dark, and then what? Is it jewels you were promised? A shining crown? What words did he whisper in your ear to make you come around to him? You're not one of us. We'd have felt that. He's not claimed you for his own. Not yet. But we've seen you blossoming, Marie. We've seen it. Mould between tiles. So what did you trade him for this power? What precious thing did you give up in exchange for striding into next in line? You're marked, Marie. And we've found you now. We are hunting. We will not stop. The wards you have risen around yourself cannot hold forever. You are only human, little witch. You are just a human out of her depth. We will not stop until we have you, and we will have you. You know of us, Marie. You've met us. You hold the old Tarok. You know what we are. You've learned us, surely. His major arcana. Pride, envy, the mouth, gluttony, lust, sloth, greed, the creeper, the unrelenting, indifference, ingratitude, ignorance. You've said our names and titles under your breath like a prayer, like countless arcanists before you. Names to be feared. 
names to make children go to bed on time, to make adults quiver in dark alleyways. One by one, your defences will crumble. They always do. We've found you, and we'll have you, Marie. Every last bit of you. We'll have you. Every time I read that part, I feel sick. We'll have you. Have. I can't remember what she... I don't remember what happened to her when we found her in the office, but I think it was violent. And if... If whoever wrote this letter is the one who did it, I... I don't know, faithful listeners. I... I don't get angry very often. I don't like how it makes me feel. But I am angry. I can't do anything, I know, I can't, but that just makes it worse. I am so angry. There is a list in this letter. I know Tarok is another word for tarot, essentially, from what I can gather. And whoever wrote this, that list of things they call his major arcana, it lines up with the weird major arcana in Madame Marie's deck. I have no idea who he is, though. Unless... I don't know. But there's nothing here to tie the letter to the man in the flat cap at all. No mention of roses, though they do discuss blossoming. No mention of an heir apparent, but they do mention striding into next in line, which feels like it might be the same. But whoever wrote this note is saying that it was Madame Marie's intention to be the next in line. Maybe to be the heir apparent, whatever that means. Heir apparent to what exactly and to who? And Jinghua, whatever happened to her, she survived it, but she says, beware the heir apparent. Except Madame Marie is dead. She's been dead for months. I, I cannot reach her. She, she didn't write her own name and heir apparent on the ground. She wrote mine. But none of this letter talks about me. And I am useless. The thing is, faithful listeners, something is happening to me. I can't deny it any longer. Every time I wake up, I find myself surrounded by more and more drawings of the white door. My wrists ache from making them as I sleep. The side of my hand turned silver from rubbing against the page. I tried hiding the pencils, but I just woke up on the floor with a horrific jolt of pain and there I was trying to scratch the door into the floorboards of the studio with my fingernails. <laughs> I have had to bandage three of my fingers up. They were so worn and cracked from the effort. When I took over Spirit Box Radio, things were... better? I felt... I don't know. Uh, I felt present in a way that I hadn't ever felt before. I felt alive. I felt like I had a purpose. Sam Enfield, temporary host. But since whatever happened in the basement, almost all of that feeling is gone. It's not you, faithful listeners. I spend the whole week waiting, desperate to talk to you again, scrolling through the forums, talking to you when I can, and learning so much, but... Deep inside me, there is this... awful heaviness. Or... emptiness. Like a void that is somehow made of lead. 
and these things keep happening. Cups smash, lights blow. Revel, Cosmo, Eggroll and their friends can hardly get an hour's peace. What with all the shattering glass and crockery. It's like something's exploding out of me and I have no idea how to control it or what to do, but... Even if Madame Marie was wrong about me being completely spiritually challenged, I'm still useless. Worse than useless. And I don't understand why or how these things are happening, but they just do. There is just so much I don't understand. And whatever happened last week with Emily, I... Oh, Em. What did you get yourself into? What bargain did you make? Was it with him? The man in the flat cap? If it was, why is this person listing off the names of Major Arcana that I've only ever seen in a single deck of tarot cards? And who is we? If you're thinking of starting off on that recording machine, just don't. It's not the royal we. This is from more than one person. I... I don't know anymore. I never did know because you never taught me. What else were you hiding that's going to come cascading out of the walls without warning? What is it going to do to me? (sighs) How myopic of me. It's probably got nothing to do with me at all. I'm just the one who's here. The only one left. The one who took over the radio show, which you explicitly warned me to stay away from, even though it's incredible. And and Anna and Kitty both say I always loved radios when I was a kid, so why? Was it pure vindictiveness? (sighs) No, no, that's wrong and cruel of me to think. But how could I not, Em? How could I not think that? Why else would you keep me away from this? Ban me from leaving the house except to retrieve things from the P.O. box. Forbid me from entering the studio under any circumstances. I have so many questions and you're too busy being dead to answer any of them. I have tried every way to communicate with the spirits that I know and it's like, it's like talking to a black hole. It's just silence. It's worse than silence. It saps sound from places where it used to be and leaves me wrung out and trembling for hours. What did I do? that was so bad you won't talk to me now. Do you hear me, Em? Answer me! Answer me! Sorry, I... I got a bit carried away. I'm sorry, I... Anyway... It's time for the first bit of exciting good news I've been able to bring to you in ages. The catastrophe with the letters actually made me realise that maybe I've been spending too much time with just the cats. It wasn't so bad before, and I know that Em said that I should avoid going out when I can, but I, well, I don't know why, and emergencies and all that. Who cares anyway? So I thought, well... Maybe I should go to the Hatfield Carposh and ask Oliver about the rose. Silly of me, of course, I hadn't thought about the fact that it was about six when I left the house and it was going on eight by the time I got all the way over there. The lights were on in the shop, but a sign on the door was flipped around to say that it was closed. 
I stood there a little while, wondering what to do, and was about to turn around and walk right back home, maybe stop at the co-op on the way back for some nice bread for breakfast and some new treats for Revel, Cosmo and Egg Rollers. I'd completely run out, when Oliver stood up from behind the counter. As per usual, he looked absolutely wonderful, a smudge of dirt on his cheek and a pair of shears in his hand. He spotted me through the window and met my gaze and he smiled and I felt it all the way down to my toes. He came to the door and offered me some tea, which smelled of lavender and made me feel kind of fluffy inside, like I was full of clouds. And we talked for a bit about the flowers that he'd been arranging, for a wedding apparently. He had to get back to it as they were due in the morning, and he's been very busy this week. But, faithful listeners, he has invited me back to the shop next week, and he's going to explain a little more about the kinds of flowers he keeps in the back room of his shop. To you, faithful listeners. And he's invited me to host the show from there. I'm just... I'm so excited, faithful listeners. If any of you have any particular questions for Oliver the Florist, let me know in the forums, and I'll be sure to pass them on. Anyway... That's something to look forward to for next week. For now, though, thank you for tuning in to the Spirit Fox Radio Enlightenment segment. <laughs> I've been your host, Sam Enfield, and I bid you a restful slumber. Good night, faithful listeners. Spirit Box Radio is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sloth Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 Sharealike International License. It was created by me, Pippin Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. If you like the show, let us know on Twitter at Hanging Sloths or stop by our website, hangingslothstudios.com. If you'd like to help us keep making Spirit Box Radio, you can send us a tip on ko-fi.com forward slash hanging sloths or become a slothling on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hanging sloth studios where you can get early access to episodes plus loads of other great rewards. You can buy merch in our coffee shop, links in the description. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Tune in. Get spooky. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling 
spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.